The following is an encore presentation and is dedicated to Nanette Hausman. It's August, college drop-off day is fast approaching, and it's time to launch season four of Safety. I thought we'd open season four with a bit of a twist. This episode is dedicated to parents, grandparents, or whoever is responsible for getting you off to college. You see, these parental figures have skin in the game, and it's really hard for parents, especially parents of first-time freshmen, to know all the ins and outs of getting a kid out the door and off to college safely. So we're going to open the season talking about a few things that your folks may not have thought of. Here we go. Okay, moms, dads, grandparents, or any responsible party. As your son or daughter is beginning to feel the wind under their wings and get that first taste of freedom, what have you done to prepare if the unthinkable happens? What if your son or daughter has a serious injury or a medical emergency? How will you be notified? What kind of information can healthcare providers share with you? Do you know what medical resources are available close to campus and the hours that they're open? Or what if your kid comes across another student who's injured or is having a medical emergency? How can you help them be prepared to handle an issue that they likely have never encountered before? I'd like to discuss a three-step plan to set up a safety net around your student in preparation for their first year of college. Step one, set up an emergency SOS feature on your smartphone. Did you know that your student's smartphone has software preloaded or available for download that will enable first responders and medical personnel to find out critical healthcare information in the event that he or she is incapacitated or otherwise unable to provide that information? This information can be accessed without unlocking their phone, meaning emergency medical personnel access is limited to only life-saving healthcare information that you load on your phone. The phone cannot be unlocked and other private information cannot be accessed only life-saving health information on the emergency SOS application, such as medical conditions, medications, and allergies. Depending on the type of phone, the emergency SOS feature can also notify an emergency contact of your choosing, identify your student's current location, and even record a video. But you first have to set up this feature and load this important information. As an emergency medicine physician, I can tell you that this feature has helped the lives of many college-age students who have come to the emergency department unresponsive or after a serious illness or injury. For detailed instructions on how to set up the emergency SOS feature on your student's phone, go to our website at rachelsfirstweek.org or search emergency SOS on the web for the type of phone or software that you're using. All right, let's talk about step two. So step two is to ensure that HIPAA forms and healthcare POA forms are complete and easy to access. Most of us have encountered HIPAA, but for the uninitiated, HIPAA stands for Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. This law was passed in 1996 and was written to, among other things, allow individuals to decide who has access to protected healthcare information. A HIPAA release form allows physicians to share information and medical records with those listed on the form, typically parents or guardians. HCPOA stands for Healthcare Power of Attorney. This document will allow your student to outline their medical wishes and appoint another person to make sure those wishes are enforced in the event that he or she is unable to make their own healthcare decisions. So what is the importance of these forms? If your student is over the age of 18, he or she is considered by law to be an adult and they can determine what personal healthcare information can be shared with you. So is that a big deal? Let's say for instance, that your student becomes overbeveraged at a party and passes out an EMS is called, and then he or she is taken to a local hospital. Once there, they wake up and plead, oh, please don't tell my mom and dad. The hospital legally can't notify parents of the details of their student's condition unless a HIPAA release is signed by your student. 
And you may not ever know the event occurred unless you get the insurance claim. Or consider this scenario. Let's say your student is struck by a car while dashing across a busy college intersection to get to class and is rendered unconscious. Without an HCPOA release, you may have little say in how and where the care is provided. Colleges don't necessarily provide these forms or help families navigate their complexities. It's really up to the families to do their research and decide how or if they want to complete them. Now, the reality is that in these extreme situations, physicians, hospitals, and social workers will do everything possible to incorporate you into the healthier decisions that need to be made for your student. But what if you can't be located? Or what if you live across the country from where your student is attending college? Without tending to these details, details that include a signed and easily accessed HIPAA and HCPOA form, what ensues may be contrary to your wishes. Step three, encourage your student to be an actor, not a bystander. Regardless of your candor, words of wisdom, and no matter how hard your student works to avoid dangerous situations, he or she is going to encounter things in college that they've never seen before. And it's likely that they'll be in a position to save a life sometime during their college career. Rather than trying to cover every possible scenario and permutation, it's best to keep it simple. First, be familiar with medical amnesty laws at the college your student attends, and make sure that your student is as well. We have a podcast devoted to the Indiana Lifeline Law and how it was used to save a life. See Season 1, Podcast 4, Medical Amnesty Law Saves Lives. Secondly, it's important that whenever possible, use the phone of the person in need of help to notify first responders via emergency SOS systems. Let me say this again. It is important to activate 911 by using the phone of the victim to activate emergency SOS feature. Why? Well, this not only activates the 911 system, but it also identifies real-time location of the caller and notifies the emergency contacts of that individual. So rather than going through activation of emergency SOS for all the different operating systems used by various smartphones, check out the instructions on our website at rachelsfirstweek.org or go to the support websites for iOS or Android operating systems for step-by-step -step instructions. Lastly, make sure to encourage your student to act if he or she sees a person passed out at a party, falls, or is otherwise in need of help, and to call 911 immediately. I want to stress that the decision to call 911 will be incredibly hard for your student, and you need to acknowledge that to them. There's this fear of overreacting and peer pressure not to get the authorities involved. Discuss this important act of courage with your student before they struggle making that decision in a time of crisis and share with them examples of how everyday students have become unwitting heroes by doing the right thing, even when making that decision seems so difficult. For more information about this and other important college preparations, check out college911.net. The college911.net initiative was established by Nanette Hausman in honor of her son, Corey Hausman, a new student at University of Colorado Boulder. Corey's life unfortunately came to an abrupt end just 15 days into his freshman year after he fell from his skateboard while traveling on a steep campus pathway. Nanette made it her life's mission to develop programs and introduce legislation to enhance campus safety. Tragically, Nanette recently lost her life battling a medical illness prior to seeing the culmination of her work, just a few short years after her son, Corey. You can help Nanette continue her work by checking out college911.net and the Corey Safety Act. So it's on to season four, and I want to share with you our safety podcast topics for season four. We will be discussing topics such as dating violence and setting boundaries, marijuana versus alcohol, living off campus, and how to prepare for mass shooters. I hope you'll stay tuned.
We'd love to hear your feedback and share your story. Safe Tea is brought to you by Rachel's First Week. Executive producer, Dr. Angie Feige. Sound engineer, Ben Vodder. And a very special thanks to American Medical Response, NASCAR, and healthcare initiatives for their financial support of this podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter at hashtag Rachel's First Week. Don't forget the A in Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. We want to hear from you, so contact us at rachelsfirstweek.org. Don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss a single episode of Safe Tea.